welcome to the Active Faith Podcast, where faith meets an active lifestyle. My name is Andrew Ware. I am your host, and I am the Running Rev. This is not just any other podcast where we talk about an active lifestyle, but join us as we unpack the why behind our activity and how we connect it to our faith. Friends, I am having conversations and exploring the journeys of others as we all build a theology of self-care, exploring how we care for ourselves by being active persons in whatever way feels best for us as we seek to live out our faith and care for others. Friends, this is episode 14. This is the second of two episodes on the Dopey Challenge as part of the Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend. Last episode, we heard from Candace Broadus, and she talked about her experience finishing Dopey, pacing through Dopey, getting through the challenge. This week, we talked with Kimberly Chapman, who this was her second attempt at the Dopey Challenge. And while she did not finish, she definitely learned a lot about herself in attempting Dopey for the second time and in how she has processed through her grief. And so we have a really open and honest and vulnerable discussion with Kimberly as she unpacks the feelings to not finishing Dopey, what went into that decision, why it was both a hard and an easy decision. And I think hopefully in this episode, we all learn a little bit about ourselves that even we learn a lot when we don't finish the challenge or when the challenge is tough admitting times that it is more important to care for ourselves. And I think this is going to be so crucially important. And so without another moment of introduction here, let's dive into our conversation with Kimberly. All right, so we are here today with Kimberly Chapman. Kimberly, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about you, Andrew? I'm doing well. And uh, Kimberly is a part of this. Uh, it's just a two-part series, but uh, we're going to look at, at both the ends of the spectrum on the Dopey Challenge. Uh, we talked to Candice Broadus last week. This week, we're talking to Kimberly. Uh, it's great to have you here. But before we get into a conversation about the Dopey Challenge, Kimberly, let's introduce you to our listeners. So who are you? Where do you call home? And how, do you, how are you active? All right. Um, I, my name is Kimberly Chapman. I um, am a mom to two great kids. My kids are almost 13, which is terrifying, and eight. Um, I've been married to my awesome husband for 15 years, um, and I work in church ministry, um, which brings us to the next question, um, up on the peninsula section of Hampton Roads. Um, and so I call Pocosin, Virginia home. Um, so we're kind of up on the backside of Langley Air Force Base. Um, most people don't know where it is unless you have had to make your way out there. Um, but Hampton Roads is home um, and it has been for, oh goodness, probably coming up on, I think 18, 19 years now. So um, this is home and I am active as a runner. And, and we're going to hear a lot about that journey, I am sure. So as always here on the Active Faith Podcast, you know, I, I like to separate this question just to give you a little bit more time to process mm -hmm. it. But we heard the how, you know, you love to run. Um, and if anybody follows you on Instagram, they will see you just running the streets and do it, having all kinds of fun. <laughs> um, but, but Kimberly, why are you active? Um, I mean, and I think it'll tie into our, um, our conversation later as to why I'm active. Um, my husband um, is active duty Navy. He's served for 19 years so far. And um, every big deployment, because they're, they're not the, 
the short ones that I guess we were used to when we were younger, um, they get longer and longer. So I've always wanted to set a goal. So uh, the, his first deployment, I finished my bachelor's degree. Um, and then my his next deployment, I finished my master's degree. And uh, for um, back in 2017, he was getting ready to, well, it was 2016, going into 2017, he was getting ready to go on another deployment. And so I was looking for what this next goal was going to be. And so between working in ministry and being a mom to two young children, I really wanted to set a goal that maybe this time I wasn't measuring myself against somebody else's um, measuring stick. I wanted to prove something to myself that I could do something. Um, and I also wanted to kind of do something for myself that while I was spending so much time pouring into others, whether it be my family or um, my parishioners um, in ministry, um, I wanted to do something that I knew I was going to take care of myself. So I registered for my first uh, Disney race, um, and it, which was the fairy tale ch challenge to be run in February of 2018. Um, and so I'm active because in the process of starting to run, um, I've just really rediscovered who I am and how important it is to take care of myself so that I can take care of others. So before we dive into the conversation, you mentioned that your first race was actually one of the, the Disney races. Uh, now, for those yes. of you who joined us last week uh, or in our last episode with Candice, we heard a lot about Dopey. But I think another thing that people probably don't understand is Walt Disney World weekend, that is that 5K, 10K, half and full marathon, that is the Dopey Challenge, and really the Walt Disney Marathon race is just one of like lots, lots yes. of Walt Disney races. So before we dive into our conversation, how many different Walt Disney races have you run? Uh, oh, goodness. That's almost <laughs> an embarrassing question to have to answer. No. Um, so we'll just... To make myself, to make it, to make me feel better. Um, so they have the January uh, marathon weekend. Um, there's princess weekend in February. Um, they're getting ready to go into kind of a new thing post COVID because they've changed what races they offer. But now they offer um, an April race called the springtime surprise weekend. And then they offer um, wine and dine weekend in November. So I have run in total um, I've run Marathon Weekend twice, I've run Princess Weekend once, and I have run Wine and Dine Weekend once. So that's one, two, three, four. That's four. Four weekends. I will say that at least in my knowledge, we, we have some Disney, Walt Disney World fans uh, that listen mm -hmm. to this podcast. So they will appreciate uh, that, that there is someone else who just loves Disney as much as they do and as someone who has seen an insane amount of Disney movies with my two mm -hmm. kids uh it's always <laughs> it you know I, the, one of the things that I love a, a, about these Disney races is just the way that people come out to them I mean just the outfits the costumes everything um so so Kimberly knows you know I'm at, I'm from the Richmond running community I now live mm -hmm. in Hampton Roads you know I love Monument Avenue 10K, you know, where yeah. people come, they have a costume contest, you get people who are really creative. And I even think that a lot of those people's costume game pales in comparison to the costume game yes. and the fun 
that it's had in Walt Disney World. And that's nothing against Monument. I mean, Monument is one of the no. funnest races that I do all the time. I'm upset I have to miss it this year. But, I mean, people go all out for Disney. It, it really mm -hmm. is just this all-out experience that people have. Um, and so as we come to talk about it, that's part of what people do when they, when they come to Walt Disney World for these races and when they do them. Mm -hmm. And we heard from Candace, you know, hers, her doing it, she had done the marathon, then she did the Dopey Challenge, and it was all about that experience. And so these are more experiential races, right? You're not coming in thinking that you're off to, that you're necessarily going to set personal best that you're going to break all the records that you're going to do all the things i mean for those of you who, if you haven't listened to candace's episode go back and listen to it uh before you really get too deep into this one with kimberly but just to recap the dopey challenge that we're talking about is the walt disney marathon weekend the one that's in january it happened um when this episode is coming out uh, about a month ago, when Kimberly mm -hmm. and I are recording this, it's been about a month. It might be a little bit more than that when you're listening to this. Um, but it's a 5K, a 10K, a half marathon, and a full marathon in the course of four days. And as I named with Candace last week, you know, <laughs> all the races, the, the start of the race is at five. Now, we heard last week that there is a little discrepancy depending on the wave that you start in. But I mean, you're still probably starting before like 5.30 or 6 o'clock. That's about the time I'm used to waking up, yeah. And I know I wake up a little earlier than other people, but still. Um, so let's dive in to this dopey challenge. We hear that you love Disney. Uh, we hear that you love Disney races. Uh, so what made you want to attempt the dope? Was this your first attempt at the dopey challenge? This was not my first attempt at the Dopey Challenge. Okay, okay, okay. So um, you've done it before. When was the last time you did it? So my first attempt at Dopey. So we're, I'm still actually in the attempting phase here. Nope, um, yeah, okay. So yeah, let's name but, that at the top. Yeah, that, we'll name sure, that yes, at the top. No, so I, I am not a Dopey finisher. Um, and um, there's no shame in that for me whatsoever. Um, but back in 20... 2019, um, me and my running partner um, decided we were we were kind of on a roll of just doing crazy destination races. Anyways, um, we in a, including a lot of the local like JNA races um, that go on here, um, and so we were kind of just kind of going through all the crazy races we could do, and we decided, well, let's do Dopey. Um, and so we registered and went down um, and, and we, we trained for it. And it was the hottest marathon they've had to date. Um, and things went fairly well, 5K, 10K, half. And um, at about, um, it was mile 19 of the marathon. Um, they um, had, we, and the heat was just horrible and we um, had, were not prepared for it. Um, and we, um, had fallen behind pace. And so we got on the sweeper bus because that was that, um, come to find out, you know, they had cut the course, um, a little bit further down and actually shortened it. Um, but it just was, uh, I can still just picture that day. Um, and it was just people falling out left and right. It was not good racing weather, um, even for Floridians who are used to the heat and humidity. Um, and so that's how 2020 ended. Um, 
And then coming, um, coming back home, um, you know, it, it definitely stung because we went home really, or we went down, um, or I went down, I don't want to speak for her, uh, with lots and lots of just, you know, this is going to be awesome, we're going to do this, and then the weather just reared its ugly head. Um, the funny thing is, you know, 5K day um, and 10K day, we were kind of huddling in the corrals to try to stay warm um, on marathon morning, even, you know, at what should have been the coldest part of the day, we were in the corrals uh, waiting to start sweating uh, two days later. Uh, so Florida weather is unforgiving and unpredictable, and that just got the better of us back then. Um, so obviously I came back knowing that I wanted to go and finish and promising myself that I would finish. Um, and then COVID happened. And so initially it was, well, let's just finish the marathon. And uh, so I um, upgraded actually my half marathon entry at Shamrock weekend to the full. And then that got canceled. Um, and then, you know, fast forward two years later, races are full length races are just get, starting to come back. So that was 2020, but it was, so it initially go uh, doing dopey for 2022 um, just kind of felt like unfinished business. So I wanted to have Kimberly come on because, you know, we heard the story of, of Candace and completing Dopey, but I think even more so as we talk about this theology of self-care, that's not always going to be the case, unfortunately. We can do everything to put preparation into a race and not finish it. And I, and I want to talk about that naming of, you know, that, that dejectedness. And so not having finished Dopey, not once but twice, really goes into play a role in, you know, feeling that sense of self-care, both self-care, you know, we talked about it with Tear of mm -hmm. sometimes you got to call a race. Sometimes you got to say, you know, mm -hmm. um, I actually did it this past weekend, not a race, but a workout. I texted my coach. I was like 10K into a 15K workout. I texted him like, dude, I'm doing more harm than good right now. I am stopping. Um, and so there's that nature in which you name that, but it's like, how are we caring for ourselves after that, right? How are we caring? Because like, I when I stopped that 10, when I stopped that 15K workout at 10K, you know, it's not like I planned it so that when I bonked out at 10K, I'm back in my car. No, I still had like two miles to walk back to my car. Um, and I often give myself a rule that if I do that, I am allowed to wallow until I get back to my car. And then as soon as I get back to my car, I have to put that workout in my past. Um, however, a race and a challenge like Dopey, it's often just like, you know, how do you put something like that behind you? So let's, let's kind of, uh, let's go back. We've heard about your running journey and wanting to get into running, to care for yourself, to have fun, to experience community, to all of these things. We heard that you want to do Dopey, you know, not just because you love Disney World, but um, sympathizing with many runners and athletes and, and active people that you just love this idea of a destination race, a destination mm -hmm. challenge. Um, so what made you initially in 2020, I guess you would have registered in 2019. What, what mm -hmm. made, what makes dopey such, such an enticing challenge for you? Like, why did you want to set the goal of doing dopey? 
Um, I, well, I think it goes back to just Disney racing. You know, there are great races everywhere in the country. I've run Ragnar races um, and, and they're an entire different animal. Um, and they're just an amazing experience. Um, I've done destination races and have gone to uh, Kentucky to uh, do run the bluegrass. And that was a great, um, great experience. Um, but it really went back to that first race of mine in February of 2018, Disney just does, doesn't know like no other. And there's this experience of running through a place that is just purely magical. And for me and my family just holds so many memories. Um, and so when it comes to Disney racing, Dopey really is like it's the crown jewel of Disney racing. And um, back then it really was this go big or go home mentality that, well, if you're going to do it, you need to do it all. Um, and so it was um, a little bit of maybe runner's ego, if you will, that, well, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it. Um, and then of course, you know, just if, if you're going to do it, there's no place better to do it than Disney. And, and you just think about the way that we, we just so desire these awesome, great challenges mm -hmm. that we can go after. Um, you know, doing JNA, uh, which is a, a racing corp company down here in Hampton mm -hmm. Roads. You know, they have the whale and the dolphin challenge with Shamrock. Um, and it's the, the dolphin challenge, which is the 5K, 8K, and 10K, 8K and half marathon. Yikes! Um, is one that I definitely have on my bucket list on the day that I finally take off a Sunday to run a race as a pastor. It's really difficult. Um, Kimberly can actually sympathize that like every race down here is on a Sunday, on uh, which a makes Sunday. it very hard for those of us in the church. Uh, but mm -hmm. we find our ways to do things, which is always uh, fun and, and awesome. But uh, I mean, these challenges, it's just like the next step, right? Uh, I can see myself, I know in my mind that I can do a half marathon, I can do it comfortably. Um, I don't often need to feel like I have to run it all out. And so if in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, okay, I can easily at a good pace run, you know, a 155 or two hour half marathon, then I can couple that with like, you know, a nice 8k the day before, and I can get a couple extra medals, I can get a super awesome sweet swag. To, to upgrade my package. And the same thing, go. I, I hear the same thing going into that dopey challenge that we as active people often love the challenges. Um, mm -hmm. But then oftentimes when these challenges come, it's about how we care for ourselves in the midst of these challenges, right? That really begins to play into this. And I think that the way that we respond to these challenges really teaches us lessons for our own self-care. And so we talked with Candice in our last episode uh, she talked a lot about pacing, right? And she saw her way to get through Dopey was pacing it out. And so she had intentional markers throughout each of the races. And then even throughout each of the days, she had ways in which she was pacing herself to make sure that she wasn't overdoing it. But I think we can probably see, and I think that we'll probably hear from you, that even the best pacing strategy you know, it may, it may, it's still a challenge. And so mm -hmm. there's still other factors that can go into it. And so, you know, I, 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 not to say that you didn't complete dopey because you didn't pace it right. And so let's, let's talk. I want to start with the five cakes. I want to start with some awesome victories because 
Uh, just mm-hmm. like Candace, I followed your, you know, I have, I have the people, I have them, I follow them. If, if I follow you on Instagram, if I follow you on Strava, like you're getting awesome, amazing kudos. It doesn't matter what you do. So you started off really well. You started off doing awesome and amazing things. Uh, so let's start with the, the, the races that you finished and just how you were feeling like 5k, 10k, you look like you were doing well. Um, so what were your feelings uh, coming at the end of the 5K, coming at, to, at the end of the 10K? How are you feeling in those two races? I, I was feeling fantastic um, and super, super hopeful um, and just positive about the whole experience. Um, I actually, I tried, traveled down uh, on late Tuesday evening um, to get down to race weekend. And, you know, there, there was all that weather situation on the East Coast that kind of mucked a few things up um but I was feeling good going into it 5k was um I mean it was a 5k and by the time that you have trained for something like dopey um you know 5k is is or should be you know super easy now that is not to say you know a 5k for anybody is a huge accomplishment because you're not sitting on the couch um you know walking for some people walking to the end of their street is a huge huge accomplishment and i'm i'm all about celebrating um where wherever anybody is because they're doing something to take care of themselves and that is most important um 5k day it was it was great um okay I know that course super well. This is the third time I've run that exact course and it's through um, the Epcot World Showcase. Um, it's just a big loop and it's, it's really a big party. Um, it's the one race that they actually do not time. So people will bring their kids out. I think my children will probably revolt at this point if I said, let's go run a race and you have to be up at 2 a.m. to get on a bus. Um, but there were, you know, entire families that were there in those insane costumes that you only see at Disney. And so it was just, it was a celebration. Um, and race weekend should always be a celebration of all of the hard work that's gone into it. And 5K absolutely was. Uh, you know, I ran, I walked, I took it all in and enjoyed because there was no pressure at that point in time. Um, so it was, you know, the uh, Walt Disney Parks before sunrise and everything's all lit up and beautiful. And it, it was just a great experience. Um, so after the 5K, I was feeling great. Um, I went back to my hotel room and I rested and um you know, did all the things that, you know, runners are supposed to do to take care of themselves, foam rolling, stretching, things like that. Um, and it just was, um, I mean, that day was literally a walk in the park. Um, and then the (laughs) next day things, (laughs) um, and all the bad Disney running jokes. Oh no. And this is, this is great. This is great. Um, so I mean, it was, it was great. Um, you know, it's a 5k you're supposed to do. Um, so I, um, 10k was a little bit harder of a day, just, um, the race is getting bigger. You know, there is the, um, there is the time, um, constraint to it. I believe, I believe that's the day that it actually started raining. Um, (laughs) So, uh, which goes back to in November, um, I know that if you've followed me on Instagram, in November, the entire race weekend was in the rain. Um, And so I remember on 10K morning, stepping off the bus, and as soon as I stepped off, the the sky opened up and it started raining. (laughs) 
I just remember thinking like, goodness gracious, can we have one race weekend that it's not in the rain? Um, Cause the one thing about Disney races is you are up early, you are at the staging area early and it's a lot of hurry up and wait. Um, so while most of us would be like, oh, it's a passing you know, rain shower. Well, you're gonna wait through like five passing rain showers before the race actually starts. So, um, I, so I think just going into it, it was kind of one of those like, oh, great, here we go. Um, but the 10K, I was I was feeling okay. I was a little more nervous just because, um, you know, it was that second early wake up, um, and they get to you. I'm an early riser as well. Um, me and my running partner usually meet at 5 a.m. Um, 30 minute drive to get to where we run. So 4 a.m. is no problem for me, but 2 a.m. is pushing and being running by, you know, after, you know, having to function for a couple of hours. I, I was already starting to feel kind of fatigued and tired. Uh, but the 10K, it was, nobody likes to run on the highways because it's just boring and it's dark. So um, for a clumsy person like myself, I'm just trying not to not to fall and, you know, injure myself. Um, but again, once I, I got to the halfway mark of that race, um, and was back in the parks. I was feeling great. Um, just enjoying the atmosphere because there was atmosphere. And, um, and I finished the 10 K feeling like I was on just cloud nine. I felt fantastic. Um, I also just knew that, um, later that afternoon, my husband and children were going to be arriving down in Florida. So I kept reminding myself, like, you know, get through this race, you get to get cleaned up and you get to go see your kids. Um, and so I just was excited for um, enjoying you know, the rest of the time and the rest of the experience with my family at that point. So we were, we were feeling great when we finished the 10K. Yeah, and I, I think I even remember you posting that, you know, you felt awesome after the 10K. Yeah. And it's that, yeah. and and to say like, you know, to do that five and that 10K, again, it's 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 putting in perspective that challenge, right? Uh, of mm -hmm. where you're doing the back-to-back -back races, everything's starting. Mm -hmm. It's It's not necessarily the mileage, but it's everything that surrounds the mileage, that goes into the mileage. Um, and... And I wanted you to talk about them because I do think that they're worth celebrating. Like you said, you know, a 5K is nothing to bat an eye at. I think that yeah. there's something to celebrate to say that, you know, okay, yeah, you did a 5K and a 10K and that's awesome. And so, uh, all right, right now we'll, we'll all celebrate uh, Kimberly for, for, for doing those two races uh, and, and completing them. Um, but then, then things kind of took a turn on the third day. Mm -hmm. um, and it was the half marathon that it looked like for you this time was a little bit of a struggle. So you talked that the first time you did Dopey in 2020, the Dopey Challenge, um, mm -hmm. you made it all the way to mile 19 of the marathon. Uh, so, mm -hmm. you know, and several factors went into that that we can talk about, you know, friends, if, if you're running in Florida, Florida in January is still no fun. Um, uh, it, it, it takes a while to acclimate to heat. Uh, so it, it, it still is a struggle to run in Florida in January if you're coming from, especially if you're coming from like Virginia or, or somewhere that might be a little colder and you're not acclimated to the heat. Um, and so you talk about, you know, having to, to you got swept up in, in yep. 2020. Yep. So you come back, you're in 2022. You're like, all right, let's go. Let's get it. We got this. And you get to the half, and at, 
the, the half is where you dropped out. Um, yeah. And, and so, um, so, so when did it start to, to, to turn for you? What was kind of the point where, you know, you talked in the 10K, you felt really good. You know, did you wake up feeling good? Did you, like, when did things start to kind of turn for you a little bit? Um, actually, actually, things started to turn the night before. Um, the entire uh, race, or the entire training block, and then especially while once I was on the ground, um, racing, I was in constant communication with my coach. Um, and so, and we kept talking and just kind of recentering myself on, um, you know, tomorrow, tomorrow I have to run a 5k, just have to run a 5k. That's all I need to worry about right now. Um, and then, you know, on the evening of the 5k or on, of the evening before the 10k, it was all right. What do I need to run a 10k tomorrow? And so that was the focus and then getting up on it would have been Friday morning was, right, I just have to run a 10K. Um, and then on Saturday night, um, going into it with that same mentality, all right, I just need to prep for, for a half marathon. And I started to just feel just super anxious and that like drive to want to prepare and get everything all laid out. Um, I'm a super, I, I'm a nerd. And so I'm all about putting up, you know, the flat kid the night before and making sure that everything's ready to go. And I, it, it felt like work. It felt like a chore. It felt like a job that like, all right, I have to do this. Um, so I always reminded myself from day one of running was that this is not something I have to do. This is something I get to do. There are so many people who would would love to you know pray for the uh, the ability to get up out of bed you know and you know throw on some running clothes brush your teeth and go run that that's all they wish for and i have that ability without a terrible amount of effort and so this is something i get to do um it's a privilege um and it was feeling more like a chore that night and that just kind of started with things unraveling. And I remember laying in bed that night um, before the, the half and just not, not being excited, kind of dreading the whole thing just because my heart wasn't in it. And it just, it, I, I was starting to wonder like, why am I doing this? Why am I exhausting myself? Why, like, am I doing this for me? Or am I doing this for this pervert? Like all the thoughts just really started to, um, kind of collected my head and they weren't shutting down, even though I was, you know, trying to be like, you know, what? it's just nerves. It's fine. You know, nobody looks forward to running a half marathon once you already have, you know, two races under your belt. Um, and so it, it starts to unravel the night before, um, but half marathon morning, I got up and, you know, my entire family's all sleeping soundly and, you know, and I you know, got up, got ready and I'm out the door um, and going to get on the bus. And that energy that um, is just, I, I feel like a broken record, but you, you don't feel it at other races. Like that Disney race energy just didn't really pick me up and push me forward so much this morning, that morning. Um, so I went to the corral and um, I just kind of, you know, just was there. I was just going through the motions of the whole um, experience. And I 
once I was in the corral, I did um, see somebody from one of the running groups that I'm involved in. And so I struck up a conversation with her and um, just to try to pass the time and get my mind off of it. But even that I wasn't excited to do what I was doing. And I just, I wasn't having fun at all. I was up at 5 a.m. And it was the last place I wanted to be. And I, I love running. I love racing. Um, and I wasn't enjoying a second of it. Um, and so once the race started, um, everything just kind of, kind of went downhill from there. Um, so I am to say that I'm a slow runner probably is very generous. Even in that, um, I'm, a very slow runner. Um, so I, the, the party is in the back and I'm definitely there uh, with, with the, the party crew in the back of every race. Um, and I knew that as tired as I was and feeling how I was feeling, I knew that the half marathon was going to be a challenge um, mentally, if, if not physically at all. Um, I did spend a good portion of um, the fall, um, actually it was more like, you know, late fall, um, rehabbing an injury from wine and dine. So I knew I had to be careful with my body so that I, you know, had a fighting chance for the full the next day. Um, but I just, from you know, the time that the gun went off for me, I, I it was just kind of a, it was a matter of when and not if I would be pulling out. Yeah. And, and I think that that feels very relatable for many of us, not even just in the fact that I'm trying to run dopey, but I think that there are often times in our lives when we approach things and we get to that place where something that we love to do just doesn't feel fun anymore. Either we've made too much out of it, uh, we've made too big a deal out of it, and what becomes the healthy self-care thing might mean taking a break or stopping. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and as tough as that sounds, um, and and a name like that, this is not a cheap experience. Um, no, no, this is not a cheap experience. <laughs> Uh, we talked about that last week with Candace. Uh, it, it's not. Um, and, no. and, and, you know, life is not a cheap experience either sometimes. No. And I think that we can name that there are times in our lives where we just get tired. We get worn out, mm -hmm. we get burnout. And, you know, when I saw this, when I saw your post about it, you know, you stopped in the, uh, in the middle of the half marathon and you kind of named it. it's like, you know what, I'm probably not going to do the marathon the next day. Um, so there's a lot that's being sacrificed in that moment. One, it's the uh, sort of amount of money that you put into it. Uh, but also it's the experience of finishing the dopey challenge, you know, uh, that that you're still someone who says, you know, I've, I'm, I've attempted it, but I haven't finished it. And I'm sure that there's a lot of of loaded understanding that goes into that. Um, but I think to name for us, mm -mm, it's not fun anymore. Um, no. and to, to continue no. to do it almost would have made it not fun. Uh, mm -hmm. and I think you probably, you know, could have been at a point where, 
all right, maybe you could have pulled yourself through that half marathon, but would it have been the right thing to do? And I think that there's humility in naming that that's the case for you. And I think for many of us, we can put ourselves in that place of something that we love to do no longer is fun anymore. Um, I can definitely see uh, translatability in a lot of my clergy friends who just named, you know, being a pastor isn't fun anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. Many of us who loved and have enjoyed doing it and got into it because we love and enjoyed doing it. Um, I've heard from teachers, like teaching just isn't fun anymore. it's a thing that's happened in the pandemic. And it's one of the reasons that I wanted to start this podcast because I wanted this opportunity to talk about experiences like this. Um, It's amazing to hear Candace's story and to hear what it's like to finish and to hear, you know, how we can get through that challenge and how we can care for ourselves. But then we also have to name that sometimes we don't make it through the challenge. And sometimes Mm -hmm. we have to name that we have to stop and we have to take time. And whether that, uh, you know, it's almost kind of like taking a bit of renewal leave and just saying, all right, I need some time off. Um, I need to take some time. And uh, like I mentioned earlier, there's going to be some time where we grieve and we reflect on that. And then there's going to be some ways in which we also kind of begin to move ourselves past. Um, And so you talked a little bit there well you didn't talk a little bit but you talked about that decision um and and i want to celebrate that that you're a back of the packer um because uh sometimes That's where the I, fun is anyways yeah i was gonna say like all of us we are you know we're finishing our races uh to have fun in the after yeah. party and we forget and realize that more of the fun is happening in the back of the pack than it is at the yeah. after party and corral stuff um and yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, it's, well, I don't know. <laughs> it's fun. And, and just the yeah. name, like, you know, everybody, everybody goes at their own pace. And it's one of the things I love about the running community is that there's a comfortability for people to go at their own pace and to be comfortable and that everybody celebrated in that respect. It's about getting out. Yes. Um, and, and so you talk about, you know, being back there and just not feeling good, not feeling up to the mm-hmm. task. Um, and you talk about that decision to drop out. And I think it was mile seven, six, um, seven. It, it, it ended up being eight. Um, eight. But, but it's funny that the eight is when I said, you know what, I'm good. And I, and I hopped on a bus um, because it, it, you know, it's not like you, and part of it was just me being stubborn and knowing the ins and outs of Disney and Disney racing um, embarrassingly well. Is I knew that at some point, like when I hopped on a bus, it wasn't going to be like a swift trip back to Epcot and to my bed. Like it's it's not a, it's not a, a quick thing because um, you have to wait for them to actually clear the course so that the bus can go someplace. Um, and so I started the race and I lost about five minutes um stopping for the restroom i want to say it was even before mile one um i am five feet tall on a great day so there is no like hopping the crowd fence to get to a porta potty once i'm in once i'm in i'm in and so then after sitting for half an hour no it's more like an hour waiting to start um like i had to go and so i along with, you know, 40,000 of my best friends. So I lost about five minutes in that first mile um, um, of, of buffer on 
um, on what they call the balloon ladies, the sweepers. And so having been swept before, it's definitely, it was definitely there in my mind, um, even though I knew just numbers wise that I was perfectly capable of, you know, running a half marathon. This was, I think I, I'm definitely, you know, between 10 and 15 halves at this point, like I can run a half right now, but I mean, it probably wouldn't be pretty. It probably wouldn't be, you know, anything spectacular, but I, I can do it. Um, but losing five minutes there and then kind of knowing the chase was on time-wise just took even more fun out of it um, because nobody likes to know that they, you know, have, you know, nobody likes to know um, that they have that extra set of, that extra amount of pressure on. So I kept going and I, I just wasn't having fun. And, you know, I tried all the tools in my tool bag to try to, you know, pull it together, you know, checking in with my body, my body feels fine. Um, and so we're going to keep going, but the mental piece never caught up. And then when I started to feel some, uh, discomfort from the injuries I've been rehabbing, you know, that kind of, you know, took things a step back. Um, the first hard sweep point is right around like mile four. Um, and at that point I was like, well, I can get on a bus here and I'm, and be completely fine with that. Um, and I had a friend that I was texting with throughout the race. I had two friends I was texting with throughout the, throughout the race. Um, one I was, was tracking me and he was saying, you know, I, I see you keep going, you're doing this. Um, just kind of, you know, checking in with me. Um, the other one was my, um, one of my girlfriends, Alana, and she, um, checks in with me every race. And I was telling her, you know, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, and I'm perfectly fine with it. Um, and she had been through the experience of Dopey 2020 with me, um, when I was swept. And so I think she was scared for me to go through that experience again, just cause we, we'd been there before. And so she, she knew how yeah. I handled it then. Um, but telling her that I was okay with it then was just a, a complete shift that she saw as well. I was fine with it. I was at peace with the decision, but I guess the, the stubborn part of me was like, well, if, if I step off here, no matter how much fun I'm having, like I'm then just going to sit on the bus. So I kept going. And I, as I approached Magic Kingdom, um, one of the best parts of any Disney race, at least the courses that go through there is you actually run through Cinderella's castle. Um, you run down Main Street and then you run through Cinderella's Castle and it's just, it, it is, it is the most magical running experience. Like it is my, you know, Boylston Street. I will never run Boston, but that is what, for, for somebody who lives and breathes Disney racing, that's it. Um, and um, I, I got to that point and I, I was just running whatever mile I was in that like there was it was well this is nice like I got to do it but it was there was no joy and so I just kept going and at mile six they said well you know do you want to keep going this that the other and I said no I'll keep going and at mile eight I just was to the point that I had had a couple of miles worth of conversation with myself that why am I doing this because I'm not having fun all I'm doing is putting one foot in front of the other. This is just a physical activity. Why am I doing this? And at mile eight, I, I just said, I'm done. 
because I, I wasn't having fun. I was resenting every, every second I was putting one foot in front of the other. And when you be, for me, starting to feel resentful about something that I've always considered such a blessing and a gift in my life, it, it was time to stop because you shouldn't resent those things. Yeah. And I think that that's, I mean, it's such a big point, but it's also one that's filled with so much grief as as we move forward because it is something that we love and it feels like something we've lost and it takes time to then rekindle that love as well and so you know i want to spend this time you know we're recording this we're recording this on valentine's day (laughs) um and so uh just to check in you know i don't i'm not expecting that everything is healed everything is is all great and grand because i don't think we I don't think any of us are are fool enough to think that that's how grief works. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think definitely as we think about a theology of self-care, that that is how this process works. Um, mm-hmm. But but how are you doing now, you know, a month out? And, and just to kind of really quickly recap, um, you know, so, so you dropped out about mile eight. You got swept up yep. in mile eight. Um, you came back to the hotel, you, you, you know, you put it on Instagram that, that, you know, you didn't finish the half, uh, you mm-hmm. at the time, weren't sure if you were going to do the full, but you ended up not doing the full. It still looks like you had a fun time in Disney world though. Uh, looks like mm-hmm. you had a little bit of time mm-hmm. with the family, which I'm sure was good for your self-care and your mental mm-hmm. health. Um, mm-hmm. and so you didn't, you didn't, uh, attempt a marathon. Um, and no. so, so how are, so, so how are you doing in that headspace? I'm actually, I have no regrets. Um, And this was actually a much different grieving process than than 2020. Um, I, the next day, I I did not, um, I did not attempt the half, or I did not attempt the full. Um, And, you know, I, I, I definitely, I, I pat myself on the back, even you know to this day, that I put myself on that bus at mile eight. Um, there was no, hey, we're closing the course, you need to get on. That was a choice I made. And then from there, it felt like I was back in control of the experience. Um, and so I got to pick what I had to focus on next. And so I spent that day, um, beginning with sitting on that bus, figuring out how I was going to proceed, starting with, being on that bus um, in 2020, I wept in the arms of my of my running partner Jen. I'm not a hugger. Um, other aside from my kids, I'm just I'm not. It's not who I am. And I remember just weeping in her arms because I was so destroyed. I sat on that bus in January of 2022 with my head held high and absolutely no no regret. Um, I spent the rest of the day debating what I should do. Do I want to attempt? Do I not want to attempt? Um, and the, I, I, I had choices. And the next morning I woke up and I um, chose to spectate the marathon. And that was the most healing and restorative thing I could have done um, because we positioned ourselves at mile 24 and a half thereabouts. And I got to see um, so many of my friends, um, friends from college, friends I've met through the running community, um, 
we were kind of at the bottom of a bridge. And so we got to see them come down as they were coming into their final stretch and see them come into that place. I mean, in, in a lot of pain in some cases because they were at mile like 46, 47 of the situation. Um, but full of that joy that I had been feeling none of the day before and realizing that there was no way I could have felt like that or anywhere close to that, I knew that I had done the right thing. So since then, it's just been kind of, you know, where do we want to go from here? And just realizing that at the end of the day, if there's no joy in it, there's there's no, um, there's no, if there's no joy, there's no need to do anything that's going to make it worse, if that makes sense. Um, so I'm doing great. I have set up um, some new goals. Um, and so I kind of have a new roadmap. Um, whether that'll lead to dopey someday or not, um, I don't know. Um, but I'm, I, I think this has been a two year process of coming full circle. And um, I, I'm doing great. It was a loss, it was devastating. But um, it, it put, I think it, the gained perspective has been a gift. And, and I think for a lot of our listeners who may be in that feeling of burnt out, maybe feel like they need a break, um, I hope that there's a huge nature of relief in that. Um, mm -hmm. that, that when we admit that manner of care that we need to give ourselves in a moment, and that sometimes that that manner of care means uh, letting go, maybe even temporarily, of something we mm -hmm. love uh, in order to renew and sort of re-understand why we love it. Uh, and mm -hmm. so, you know, you didn't complete this challenge, but you still have your love for running. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And so I think that there's grace to say, whether it's your active lifestyle or your vocational lifestyle or your emotional lifestyle, you know, no matter what it is, that maybe there's that sense in which we need to offer ourselves that break. We need to offer ourselves that grace in that point in time and say, okay, nope, not right now, right? Um, mm -hmm. And and uh, and that because because one of the things that I heard that I that to me from 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 our conversation here right now that really made the difference is your willingness to accept that and then to allow yourself to allow the healing to begin at that point in time instead of putting the healing off when it could have done more damage for you to heal from and so the mm -hmm. longer that you were in that situation maybe the more damage that would have been done and the more healing that would have needed to take place and i think sometimes we're not willing and so i mean sometimes it's not as easy as getting swept up by the sweeper bus i mean we yeah. can do that right here right i mean i'm looking at a lot of clergy who it's really hard for us to be able to take renewal leave or to be able to have some yeah. time off you know i know a lot of clergy who have gone on personal leave lately because it was just it was too much and so, you know, we need to do it and we need to be able to name it. And hopefully there are those people in your life, you know, like you talked about that person that you can text that can just help you to process through it, even if it's processing right in that moment. Um, and, and I mean, there's so many rich lessons from that as we think about building this theology of self-care, because, you know, we're not all going to have that story where we finish the challenge 
and we mm -hmm. paced ourselves exactly right and we felt great the whole time you know and and i mean it's great to hear those stories but because it provides motivation as we um go through the challenge and and as we heard from candace there is a lot of healing that takes place on the back end of, even if you complete that challenge i mean she didn't run yeah. for a, a, a full a full week after she finished the challenge so mm -hmm. i mean there's still healing that has to be done um but even more so like I don't, I don't see a difference between you and Candace as having completed versus not completed. Um, and I say that in saying, because when we look at it, we all need to care for ourselves. And so there's different manners in which we care for ourselves. Um, and I will name, I will put it, I will put it into the ethos of the universe that uh, Kimberly, you will complete Dopey Challenge one day. Um, you're gonna complete okay. You're gonna get it. I can feel it, um, and and it's gonna be it. It's gonna be from these lessons that that we learn. That mm -hmm. even even when we may fail, there's stuff that we learn about ourselves. Um, and in looking at stories of those who did finish, um, whether whether it is you know mental mindset, pacing, whatever it is. You know, there's something in there for us to learn. And I think that there's great, there's even great humility to say, no, I can, I can even learn from Kimberly's experience because uh, that mindset that helps to get us through those races is going to be what helps to get us ultimately to reach our goals um, mm -hmm. and ultimately to learn about self-care. Um, I mean, I just think it's such an important lesson for us to learn and that's why i wanted to bring you on because uh even even when we don't quite accomplish our goals there's still something for us to take away from it um and no matter how long it takes us to sort of process through and to understand what's going on it's going to be a great learning experience it's a great amount of grace that we can offer ourselves um so hopefully our listeners you know you've taken you've taken something away from it uh hopefully something to help you maybe process i know many of us in this pandemic whether we are just already burnt out and we've named it you know hopefully you've learned ways to kind of admit that or i mean if you're burnt out and you haven't named it like take from kimberly that like let's admit where maybe that joy may be gone and let's find ways that we can heal uh, so before we hop off, let's let's run at these end of podcast questions that I I mean I love to just do these and see how people answer them. So Kimberly, what's something that makes you feel accomplished? Working hard. Um, I I just I I really think that whether you achieve a goal or not, working hard is something that should be celebrated um, from day one. What is an upcoming goal that you have? Uh, um, that's a hard one. Um, I any kind of goal, any kind of goal. Okay. I need to clean my desk off. <laughs> I promise I wouldn't share my running goals uh, for a little while until I've sat with them for a while. So my goal is that I'm going to clean off the, the mess that is my desk. <laughs> <laughs> I too would like to have that goal. <laughs> <laughs> it's a goal. I, I mean. They don't always get achieved, as we've discussed, <laughs> but it's a goal. Aside from God, who do you go to when life gets tough? Um, my husband. My husband. He definitely is um, you know, 
just my partner in all the things. Um, so when things are tough, I, I turn to him. And then aside from physical activity, what are other ways that you practice self-care? Um, this is kind of cheating for an answer, um, but I, my family and I love to go camping. So it's, it's an outdoor activity, but um, we do um, go up to um, a campground um, most weekends when it's not frigid, freezing outside. Yeah, so. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I like that one. That no, I'll 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 allow it. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Okay. Point. Okay. <laughs> coming off the coming off the heels of uh, of Candace's, uh, she eats uh, Cheetos and and watches TV shows. So you know we're getting we're getting both ends of the spectrum of ways that we can care for ourselves in this one. Well, I mean, let's be clear. Like we're in a camper, so there's definitely like you know hanging out watching TV involved, but. Like, there you go. <laughs> there, there's no tent, uh, but definitely no. Just getting away. Is... Getting away. No, that is a that is a that is a great practice of self care. Well, can you uh, Kimberly, always go to Disney, but you can get away. <laughs> yeah. Well, Kimberly, I want to thank you so much for coming on. It has been a joy to unpack this this journey and this conversation with you. Uh, we will make sure that Kimberly's social media uh, you can find her uh, are in the show notes. Uh, but Kimberly, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This has been great. Yep. What another great and awesome conversation that we had as we continue to explore these journeys that others go through as we build our own theology of self-care. You know, in the last two weeks, as we, have, as we have unpacked these journeys of people approaching the Dopey Challenge, whether they completed it or didn't complete it, I think what we've learned is that even in the big challenges of life, there are these ways in which we care for ourselves in the midst of, coming out of, when we experience uh, joy, when we experience completing these challenges, and even when we may not uh, complete these challenges, there are still ways that we need to learn to care for ourselves. And as we continue to build this theology of self-care, hopefully these ways become more and more abundant to us. And so one of the things that we highlight in Kimberly's is, is just that nature of grief of coming off. You know, you heard about the first time she attempted Dopey and she didn't complete it. And you heard about her reactions to it. And then in this most recent attempt at Dopey and her reactions to it then, and there's almost this nature of growth that occurred between those two attempts. It's not to say that she isn't experiencing the grief here, but it is to say that we need to learn to care for ourselves both in the midst of completing these awesome and amazing challenges and then also admitting when and then caring for ourselves in the aftermath of maybe not completing these challenges. I mean, how many of us in the last couple of years of this pandemic have had times where not only do we need to name that we need to stop, but then we need to name that we need to care for ourselves in that stopping, and that in that stopping there may be grief. And so I wonder what it looks like for all of us to take that mindset as we approach the challenges of life and what it means maybe to admit that we need to stop and admit that we need to move in a different direction or admit that we need to do something different and what it means to sit with that grief, what it means to uh, care for ourselves in the midst of that grief and in the midst of what may seem like a challenging situation. 
And so I hope that you have enjoyed this conversation with Kimberly that we had this week uh, in this episode. I hope that uh, you will check out other episodes. If, if you are joining us uh, and, and you're joining us as your first episode, you know, go back. This is episode 14. And so we've got 13 other episodes, plus like a bonus episode and a trailer in there. I encourage you to go back and listen to all those. I want to thank you for joining this conversation and uh, coming in and, and hearing what Kimberly had to say. Uh, I invite you to make sure that you like and follow, subscribe and follow this podcast on your favorite podcasting platform to make sure that you get new episodes to pop into your feed as soon as they are available. That is one of the best ways to follow this podcast as well as following us on social media so that uh, you can just see all of the great and awesome things that are happening in this podcast. We have all, I'm doing all sorts of amazing things with this. Hopefully you will continue to join me for all of this stuff. Uh, don't forget to join us on Facebook. That's a community where we gather together, support, encourage, and share with one another all that's happening in our own active journeys. And then I would love it. You know, I'm uh, not asking for any money right now. This is completely a self-funded podcast, but definitely help me to get the word out. You can do that by leaving a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or leave it right on our Facebook page. There's an ability to do that there. And, and just share it with others. You know, this, uh, <clears throat> I release every episode and I put a post on social media. I put it on my web, I'll put it on the website which is another thing, like we now have a website, activefaithpod.com. Make sure to go and check us out there, but please share it so that others can see, uh, others can experience these conversations, others can join us in these conversations, and others can build their own theology of self-care as well. So please, please, please share the podcast uh, and share all of the stuff that is happening. And now may God bless each of us as we stay active in and for God's kingdom. Amen. Amen.